Yo, what's going on Tuesday? Coming in hot. Oh my gosh, we're in Baltimore today. Sodocon today. Carmax selling Teslas today and yesterday and maybe tomorrow. Maybe if there are any left. Maybe. I don't know. If there's any left. Well, they ain't buying them. I'll tell you that much. They're just they're just throwing them out the boat. They're like, take it, water. Take it. <laughs> It's like I, when I saw, you know, we, we both follow the car dealership guy on Twitter and he had a picture and it, it had a picture. It just said thoughts and prayers going out and it had a picture of some some like Tesla only dealer somewhere with the full lot. And yes. Oh, I said, yeah, like all in the front thoughts and prayers. Uh, struggle bus. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Monday was a thing around the halls of a Sodu because as <laughs> As is Tell typical, Kyle texts me, texts me, right, I'm brushing my teeth, ready to go to bed on Sunday night. He's like, I have this thought on what we were planning on doing, but maybe we should do it maybe this way. And then I'm like, great, now I'm supposed to sleep. And then the really, it all revolves around us doing things in a way that you, the listener, the viewer, participant in the retail automotive industry are actually excited about doing. Not rinsing and repeating, not building a better mousetrap, but no. building something that you are excited to participate in, be part of the community, feel like we see you, and we'll we can't talk about all that yet. We, but what we, we can't can talk say about Bruno, you know what I mean? But we can say that <laughs> we just did, you know. It was kind of typical Monday for a Sodu world. Everybody was like, "Oh, really?" Call Paul and Kyle tossing wrenches. I could in the see, middle I of could the see pile. it in everybody's like Kyle calls a team meeting. We got, <laughs> like, but uh... here's the here's the thing though. <laughs> But what we're going to be doing today is walking the venue for a SodaCon 2023, which oh, we're definitely throwing down this year. I don't know if it's going to be 800 people. I don't know if it's going to be 1,500 people, but I think both 5, are very 000. possible. Y'all can all come. I don't think 5,000. Do we have 5,000? I, I think it's like 1,800. Wait till you see the hall really that's going to be in. To. But basically, it's going to be in Baltimore. We're walking the venue. We'll bring you some content from it. Um, you know, I don't know what we're going to do today, but we'll shoot something and we'll record something. want you to be a part of it, please. And if you're not, uh, check us out on Instagram. Check us out on um, LinkedIn, the big community, a lot of conversation going on there. And uh, let's talk about all the craziness that's going on in the used car market. The wild used car market. Well, if well, you don't Tesla's. remember last week, <laughs> Tesla said... Tesla said, we're just going to take all these prices and we're going to just <laughs> just reduce them. Off the new no, ones. The new ones. The, the new ones. We're going to just drop all the prices, <laughs> which uh, over the weekend, we've seen a lot of companies and uh, used car sellers, retailers uh, start to look at their used car inventory of Tesla's and go, what are we going to do with this? How, how are we going to incentivize purchasers to, to, to come and buy from us when you've got these like up to 20% discounts on, uh, on new Tesla's <laughs> now coming out and Tesla really pressing into the market. Well, CarMax has dropped their prices on their Tesla's by 20% as well. And has sold a majority of their Tesla inventory in the last 36 like hours. Over I think 60%, they are like maybe higher. Over 60%. Unbelievable. And, and you know, like there's we linked an article up about this in the show notes. Also, we gotta give a shout out to our boy car dealership guy for always throwing the fire and following what's going on around the industry. So if you think about it, what here's the big that's a big part of the story, right? We never have really seen uh, a CarMax like liquidate 
a brand or a model like this that, I mean, yep. we were paying attention to. I'm pretty sure it would have come up if that's happened, right? But what are you doing? You're sitting in inventory and somebody over there is just like, yo, let's just fire sale these suckers. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with the price. Is there, like, the price correction on a used Tesla, we're not even going to know what that is for a while. Like, it's going to take a few weeks to figure out what is a rational price for a used right. Tesla Model Y or Model 3. You're still like level set. Yeah, right you know? now it's still like you buy one with 30,000 miles on it and it's still about the same price of a new one, except you can get it right yep. now versus however many weeks it's taking. But uh, that's going to change quickly. But the contrast of the story, like the second layer to it, is the fact that you look at what Carvana's doing with their used Teslas and it's like nothing ever happened, right? Which is even more wild because like I'm having, I'm listening to it over here in a conversation uh, on the weekend at church and, and the guy is like, oh no, 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 hold off on buying a car because probably in a month Carvana is going to go bankrupt. So this is a retail. This Dude, is that's not just pop culture commentary. This is just pop culture commentary. Someone in like at church, probably 20 feet away from me is commenting on how he believes that Carvana is about to liquidate their inventory, but they're not doing it with Tesla's. So like, just recognize that pop culture is paying attention to the volatility in the market. And especially when a brand like Tessa changes their new car prices, everybody's paying attention to the used cars. I mean, everybody was obviously paying attention to CarMax going, hey, look, they've got to do something. Boom, prices drop, inventory goes, right? So what what's that communication look like to your employees, to the customers around you? What are you doing with your, your used Teslas if you are a, a Tesla retailer and, and hold those in inventory? Like, there's a lot to be thought about and communicated around. No, I wonder if I wonder if the Carvana thing has something to do with the fact, like once you sell the loss, you realize it. You know what I mean? Like I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if there's like there's some level Whoa. of like kind of corporate handcuffs there. Like until you really sell it, the loss isn't realized, and they're trying to like manage it. Either way, not an easy job to have right now. Used inventory manager at Carvana. Well, I guess they only have used inventory, but. Inventory manager carback, especially if you're paying attention to Tesla's. We'll see where this one shakes out, but I think it's just a fascinating, fascinating story in this level of you have governmental regulation and you have Tesla and you have CarMax and Carvana and all the shifting wow. sands. And then like you brought a texture to the story I didn't wasn't expecting. The pop culture narrative that like, yeah, Carvana's in trouble. You just pay attention. Like they're gonna be getting rid of some inventory yep. really soon. Don't you worry. Like I don't know. Yep. I don't know. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but speaking of inventory. Segway. This made me feel I was going to say fuzzy. hard jobs to have. And I was like, I was going <laughs> to throw shade on all Stellantis new car dealer. Oh. Yeah, uh, new car uh, inventory managers. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. New vehicle oh. inventory has broken the $1.8 million uh, mark, not dollar mark, but volume mark in December, which is the first time it was that high since May of 2021. Cox. Uh, Hold on right there. Do you remember yeah. May 2021? No, that, not at all. That was seriously don't remember it. <laughs> it was like, well, I'm I'm generalizing. I had to work well, that, really hard. That to was think when about the May. the chip the chip thing happened with the fire, right? Right, it with the boat like out of sea or, or whatever. What? So right, but until the, the, then, the it's, warehouse. It's right? it's hard to remember, but like through 2020 and the beginning of 2021, inventory shortage wasn't even a part of our conversation. Isn't that weird? Like you think of like 2021, you're like, yeah, inventory shortage. No, it wasn't about till about that point when everyone was like, oh, wait, we're not going to have an, what would that be like? Right. So we're back up to that point. I just went to level set. <laughs> Wild. So what it is, is it's a 58 day supply of new cars, which 
What? I don't know if anyone remembers. Where did that come from? <laughs> right? Actually, all of that is a, a like a 500,000, so half a million unit increase in September, said Charlie Chesbro, good friend of ours. He was at a soda con. Charlie uh, which was only three months ago, and that accounts for a 37% increase in just three months. That's wild. What's going to happen now? Oh, I mean, you think of interest rates like, happening? well, I mean, obviously it's not unique. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, uniform across all makes and models, right? Like Toyota dealers, right? Still struggling right. to keep units on the ground. But like you said, Stellantis dealers, they're like, oh, that incentive word keeps coming up. Right. And so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. None of us know what's going to happen, but again, the landscape is shifting and it's like the, the wave, the slosh of inventory might be coming back faster than we think, which brings me to remember or brings to my mind, the conversations we were having where it was like, Hey, do you think in incentives will ever come back? And I'm like, yes. Everybody's like, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I think I, we learned I think our they're lesson. Gonna like this. They're going to keep it this way. No. You know why? Two words, human nature. Boom. Also, Got him. also balance sheet. Right? Like what else? Wholesale. Wholesale. Sale. Oh, that was one word. Right? Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. We can break it into two. It's a, it's a, that's what they call that. What is, what is that word? I got to go back to my elementary. It's a, uh, compound, compound word. word. Yeah. 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 Well, it's okay. We're home. We are homeschooling family. Speaking of big words. And families. Stop. And family. All right. Nepotism. Do you know what it means? I mean, you do, but like, I'm asking the general audience, nepotism. The general public, typically not. It typically, sounds like something like you, word you yeah, just, arrested yeah, you're for. Like, oh, there's a bunch of nepotism going on <laughs> over there. There's a bunch of nepotists out here. Well, <laughs> kind of there is a bunch of nepotists out in the auto industry. Nepotism is basically um, getting a position, getting a work position, a job, because your parents are the bosses or there's a family generational business. Um, we pay attention to the retail industry a lot and a, both a Bloomberg article and uh, a retail wire piece asks the question, is nepotism all that bad? And I'm going to quote this from, from the piece. So I didn't know this, the phrase or hashtag nepo baby, which is a nepotism baby steadily is trending on social media. It calls out and often shames the children of famous actors, sports figures, musicians, and other artists who careers have benefited from their parents' contacts. In many cases, their talent is questions questioned amid suspicions that their stature is not due to merit, but mm. due to nepotism. Mm. So See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you are a parent, and you are raising your child, and you're like, nah, I'm just not going to help them get anywhere. You're on your own, you kid. <laughs> you're on your own. Yeah, I'm not going to leverage any of my relationships, any of my skill, any of my capacity to teach you what I've learned, right? I don't think that's good. So I understand, like, there's a lot of this shame of, hey, are they really good? Was it? Would they have made it on their own? The good ch the, the the chance is not um, actually I can't remember who it was in the article was like, oh, no, like it takes a fair amount of luck to make it in almost anything. And some Hanks? of that luck is just that. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Some of that luck is just like the family that you were born into. And I think that that's just a reality. Like we've seen apprenticeship happen in families for years and years. I mean, goodness, the retail auto industry is full of it. And. Yes. Are there situations where that's not good for either an industry or even a, a specific company? If that if that family legacy can't carry it on. Yeah. But by and large, like that's a that's a nature of the way that we interact in life. 
Um, so I mean, I just I, pros I, and cons, I, I right? Kind of, Let's talk about pros and cons, right? Pros and cons. Go pros for and it. cons. I think a pro is the. <laughs> All right. I was gonna put pros, it up. Yeah, here. yeah, perfect. Perfect. We'll fix it pros. Okay, uh, pros okay. of family business nepotism, right? experience. I want a multi-generation person to service my needs because I would assume, not always the case, but I assume that dad and grandpa and grandma and great-grandma and great-grandpa, they learned a thing or two about the nuances of the business and got really good at it. And I think that when you look at most of history, that's why people had a last name. Because they did go. what the last name said they did because they made shoes or cop. I don't know what Mount Sears did. I don't know where that yeah. one came from. We didn't We didn't do that. Don't worry about yeah, yeah. it. It's a long story. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. We'll tell it later. No. Okay, so I think that's a big pro. You can do a pro or a con now. It's your turn. Uh, a con would be that there's some level of like laziness or attention to detail or title or pursuit uh, and and that there's not an an intention that is that is like deeply rooted in passion or desire or accountability mm-hmm. and that it just you just kind of like and I think that's what maybe a lot of people especially in like this entertainment or sports is that well maybe maybe the son or the daughter is not like passionate or really engaged with with what they're doing so I get it but I I think like we're not gonna do all the pros and cons but. I would say that the pros probably outweigh. I think so. I think in the best case scenario, in the best case scenario, you have some amazing family owned businesses that pass down. They involve a lot of people. They understand what it is to raise healthy children and to lead and serve, right? The parents, the grandparents, they teach their kids how to serve other people. And like, great example, like the Sioka family, right? And you watch how that plays out. Thousands of people benefit. Worst case scenario, Junior is a total jerk and they suck. And guess what? The market- the board of directors event, gets rid of them anyway. And the board of directors <laughs> or in a, in a much lower case, guess what? It's too competitive out there these days. The retail customer will blow you up and then you're out of business anyway. But, you know, that article came up. We thought it'd be great to talk about because there's a lot of family business in automotive and may there be many more family businesses in automotive from my standpoint and in automotive yeah. media. Exactly. I'll, I'll bring my kids right along. Absolutely. Next generation. Well, we hope we got enough crazy into your head on a Tuesday morning. We're going to be running around Baltimore today. Uh, more content to come about a SodaCon 2023. Last week of September. But until then, there's a lot more to do. So. 